Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, Straight Fire fam? Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire. This will be published on Tuesday, January 3rd. We are recording this right after the Bengals-Bills Monday Night Football game was called due to a, oh man, a a bad, bad injury suffered by Buffalo Bills safety, Damar Hamlin. Obviously, I have a somber tone you know, I try to, with this podcast, I want everybody, you know, you listen to it first thing in the morning. I got the excitement. I'm an energy guy. We're talking sports. We're talking gambling. It, it just, it, it feels, if it doesn't feel right. Um, I even wavered on w- whether or not we should do this podcast. I was talking to Rob, producer, legend, who's been doing this a lot longer, the producing side, than I've been doing podcasts. And... I don't know. After the injury happened, I was like, oof, well, this is not good. And then it keep, kept getting worse and worse. Technically, I was making a food run, picking up food, and I started. I got a couple texts from my mom who was like, geez, players are crying. And, you know, I'm like, oh, you guys probably got an injury. And then I look on, on my phone and you see DeMar Hamlin, the young kid, 24 years old, you know, get hit by T. Higgins. T. Higgins looked like he kind of lowered his shoulder after a reception. And uh, Hamlin tries to make the tackle. And it's a hard hit, you know, but not like a head-neck shot. And then Hamlin gets up, and then you could see he's staggering, and then he just collapses. And at that point, you see everybody, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, doctors, trainers signaling like, yo, you know, we got to – spring into action this is very bad and it was just it was unclear how bad it was to the point that 
the NFL kind of dragged their feet a little bit in deciding, should we suspend the game? Do we continue? Listen, I, I, we, it, a lot is still to be decided. And again, we're recording this in the aftermath of the injury. As of this moment, all we know is that DeMar Hamlin needed CPR for about nine minutes on the field. Um, you know, if you guys know anything about the medical profession, that's very bad. Now, there was a story a couple years ago, um, a 2021, a soccer player for Denmark who suffered cardiac arrest on the field. And they needed the defibrillator, and he was able to survive. And now he's playing soccer. He was in the World Cup. It's a great heroic comeback story for that Denmark soccer player whose name escapes me at this moment. But, um, you know, Hamlin needed the defib and they were doing chest compressions for like nine minutes. Obviously I start texting my doctor friends and you know, they're trying to figure out what the heck's going on. I mean, this is scary, you know, by all accounts, his heart stopped and you know, they're doing chest compressions for nine minutes, hoping they can get the blood pumping back to his brain to make sure it works. And the last report right before we recorded this was, um, Hamlin was being intubated at a hospital critical condition Obviously, prayers up for him and his family. By all accounts, reading everything about Hamlin, man, what a guy. Super nice guy. Had done fundraisers for um, kids in need of toys that had raised some money. And, of course, a lot of people donated right after this became public. Um, This is like a two-year-old fundraiser, and uh, tons of uh, people were donating. And... uh, you know, there's videos of him hugging his mom before games and saying what's up to his dad. Apparently awesome high school player, you know, defensive player of the year, all state. It goes to Pitt, standout career, goes goes to the NFL, drafted by the Bills 2021 in the sixth round. I mean, we're talking about a 24-year-old kid who his heart stopped on the football field. And again, I don't know what to believe when it comes to why the NFL nearly restarted the game. But, you know, ESPN cameras were essentially showing McDermott crying, uh, Josh Han- uh, Josh Allen, like, covering his face. Like, people were rattled big time. I mean, Stephon Diggs, tears in his eyes. And the game was just... They, they, uh, but again, I'm not... We don't know who made this call, but apparently they were making efforts to get the game started. Now, again, that's unconfirmed... Uh, maybe Rob knows exactly where that came from. I know everybody loves to just pile on the NFL and say, "Oh well, Roger wanted to get to playing for money and commercials." And I, I, I don't know, guys. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that negative to think that that's what was going on, or people were thinking of that as they were doing chest compressions on Demar Hamlin for nine minutes uh, on a football field. Like I, I, I just don't, you know, in 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 my life, I don't think of people that negative that they're watching this kid. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, as soon as he's back up and carted off an ambulance out of here, we'll get the game started. Um, I mean, the ambulance didn't leave the stadium for 30 minutes after Hamlin went down. According to the timeline, he went down at 8.55. You know, the ambulance came and left the stadium at 9.25. Now, apparently, he was in the ambulance a little before that. They were waiting for his mom to get to the ambulance and all that. Then they postponed the game finally at 10.01 p.m. Eastern time, so an hour and six minutes after the injury. Um, Again, as we record this late Monday night, we don't know when the game will take place again. 
obviously the NFL is, you know, going to hopefully get great word about DeMar Hamlin bouncing back from this and being okay. And, and this could be, you know, a, a positive story heading into the weekend, you know, final weekend of the season. You, you want the player. He's okay. He's, we're all rooting for him. And this is just a, a tough, tough way to start 2023 for his family, his friends. I mean, the Buffalo Bills, the, the, the NFL, like this is tough. I, I, I honestly, guys, you know, when Rob was like, oh yeah, we can do, we could do, we could do a podcast on this. This is important. You know, there's stuff we got to get out there. Um, I don't know, Rob, it's just a tough one for me to talk about. Um, I, I don't mind oversharing, but this kind of thing just, it bothers me to the point that, you know, when the ambulance left the stadium, I didn't want to watch the coverage on TV. You know, I was like, all right, well, let's get back to, um, let's get something positive here. Let's get, can we get some Cobra Kai going? Um, I just, I need to take my mind off of what was happening. It's just super sad. I, I don't, you know, I don't need that. It's just super depressing watching players crying and praying for a guy like, ugh, it's just unbelievable. So, um, I don't know. I, we No word on when the game's going to take place. Will it be played Tuesday, Wednesday? I don't know how this impacts. I mean, it, the game has a lot of impact on, obviously, the playoff race and playoff seedings. And there's a lot at stake in the game, but the game's secondary until we find out if Hamlin's okay. So, Rob, um, I don't know. Did you actually watch it unfold? I, I was not at the television when it went down. Kind, kind of probably a good thing that I didn't see that. Yeah, actually, yeah, a similar situation to you. I have family who's visiting from out of state, and I knew the game was on, and obviously this is a huge game, Buffalo and Cincinnati, not only for the playoff implications, but just because these are two teams that you like to see play. So um, our get-together was right around the same time. I knew I'd miss at least the first quarter and a half, maybe the half of the game. So I recorded the game, and and my plan was to, when I left, go home, speed through the commercials, and, and catch up. And my phone's just buzzing and buzzing and buzzing. And it's like, you know, I'm not that popular. Like, what the heck is going on? And I see what it's about. And I, I go to social media and, and I watch the clip. And to your point, it didn't look that bad. It didn't, it didn't look like anything. I mean, we've, we've seen much more violent collisions just this past weekend, you know, and when something like that happens and it's not the instant car wreck type of collision, that's when you get even more worried because you're like, okay, this is not, you know, just a concussion in air quotes. You know, you don't, you don't, we don't want to make light of anything like that, but it's not just a guy getting a stinger. It's not just a, you know, broken clavicle or something like that. Like he took what seemed to be a normal professional football hit got right up afterwards and then collapsed again. And so it was really scary for, you know, even just watching the replay and I wasn't watching it live. Thank God I would have been really shooken up about it. I was just watching a four minute video clip that was on Twitter. And I know this is hard for a lot of people to understand because most of the listeners that listen to this podcast or any consume, any kind of sports media probably never played beyond high school. You know, a very, very minuscule play in college, and I'm almost positive zero of our listeners, save for the ones that you and I know on a personal level, played in professional sports. So they can't fully comprehend what it's like and what's going through your mind as a player 
when something like this happens. And I was texting with you before we recorded. And obviously this is nowhere close to what happened to Hamlin and, and what happened in last night in the game earlier tonight. Um, but when I was in high school, my brother was a senior, I was a freshman and, and I used to go to all his games. He was varsity, whatever. And I remember going to one of their last games of the season, a player gets hit in his lower leg and he, he broke it, right? He breaks his leg. Um, at that time, you know, growing up, this was what, 20 years ago, I guess now. And you were taught, Hey, if you can get off the field, get off the field on your own. Yeah. Don't stay down. That's not what grown men do. You know, even though we're in high school, you know, you get up and get to the sideline. So this young kid gets up, tries to put weight on his leg and his leg snaps like a toothpick. Mm. So there's video and we, we had a still shot of it at the time, but his leg looked like an S. It was a compound fracture. They stopped the game. They had the ambulance out there. They air cast. They do all these different things. And now this is a local high school game. No, Nobody's playing in college. These are all kids, right? And even then, the players on the field were so shook up by what they saw. You don't see a bone stick out of a leg very often mm. in sports, right? That they had no choice but to call the game. Yeah. And that's... It was like, it was like remember Gordon Hayward? Exactly. It was exactly similar to that. Like that. Oh my exactly gosh. Exactly like that. And then that those guys are professionals. And you know, that this is this is the equivalent of what I think our listeners could comprehend because they might know somebody or have been in a Pop Warner League or something like that. And so that's racing through my mind as I'm watching this video. And the fact that the clock's ticking and there's no immediate decision about whether or not they're gonna postpone the game was shameful to me. And Joe Buck said it during the broadcast. I think he was being interviewed, um, or not interviewed, but going back and forth to the studio during the broadcast while this was going on. And he's the one who actually said that the referees came and let them know that we're going to resume play in about five minutes. So get your team ready. And credit to Zach Taylor, where as soon as he was told that, made a beeline directly to the Bill sideline, spoke to McDermott, they had a little powwow, and it was them who decided to walk yeah. off the field. I, I would just hope, Rob, that he had no idea the severity of the situation. The referees maybe, you know, listen, you've seen a lot of guys go down, medical treatment, and the referees, they don't stand in the vicinity. I would just hope that that wasn't word from above. Let's get this started. Come on, let's get the show on the road. I would hope that that's not on that level. By the way, as you were just speaking, um, a friend of... Demar Hamlin's and his marketing rep is now saying his vitals are back to normal and they have put him to sleep with a breathing tube down his throat. They are currently running tests, but vitals back to normal, obviously a positive sign. Now, one of my doctor friends had texted me that it was very likely, and again, they, these are just doctors who are talking, nobody connected to the stadium or Cincinnati or anything, Co comotio cordis, which is a disruption of heart rhythm that occurs as a result of a blow to the area directly over the heart at a critical time during the cycle of a heartbeat, which sounds uh, just unlucky as hell that during a heartbeat hit the collision with T. Higgins. And again, you can see where the collision is. It doesn't look like a head injury to me. It looks like something in the heart area. And 
man. Well, Jason, I wanted to ask you, because now obviously I, I agree with you. I don't think the referees, you know, fully understood the situation. Because I think the more I think about it, the way you described it as they've seen guys stretchered off before. They've seen this kind of things. Now, the CPR aspect of it may change that a little bit, but I could give them the benefit of the doubt by them saying, this is football. Guys get hurt. Guys get taken off. It happens. Let's keep the game going. My my only response to that would be if Roger Goodell can hold a draft, NFL draft telecast from his basement, you don't think he can jump on a call or jump on a Zoom or do something inside of a 45-minute window and say, you know what, guys? I'm watching the broadcast. Maybe you don't all see what's going on, but this is not this is not acceptable to even consider yeah, going back out there. Surely he would able he would be able to have a line in like a 30 minute span. I would say sooner than that, right? Uh, with the powers that be at the stadium. Hey guys, let's let's call this. You know, uh, um, it's and, 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 I, and the other thing. I, and again, I'm not making this about football, but uh, I was glad. Tonight, I have not seen anything about um, gambling. Will your bets be refunded? Nothing about right. fantasy football. What happens? I mean, I'm in one of those games, and like it, it this had, it had been like two, at least two hours after the hit that I, for the first time, was like snapping out of that funk and being like, "Oh, well, when are they going to continue the game?" And none of that. I didn't even think about them playing the game. You know? Well, you know, I, I, I don't. Yeah, you have to finish it at some point. I just don't know when. And then people will get into, well, it's such a disservice to both these teams who are fighting for the number one seed. And then you, you kind of get off the topic, mm-hmm. you know, like they're going to have a short week with the Sunday game coming up. If they finish it Wednesday, is that not, is that then not safe? Do they then push that to Monday? And then one of them gets a short week in the playoffs. Like, listen, this is a significant injury to a, a football player. And, you know, I don't want to say his life was on the line, but sure as heck seems like it might have been close. Well, we still don't know. I mean, I know that we got good news as we're recording this, that he's being intubated, that his vitals are back to normal. But the fact that he is being intubated yeah. means it's still very serious. You know, I, and I'm speaking from my own experience. You know, we talked about it earlier um, last spring when my dad passed away. He was intubated. And they took him off it. They said, hey, he's out of ICU. He's going to be fine. Or we, his, excuse me. His vitals are back to normal. We're going to put him in a regular room. We think he's he's okay enough for that. 36 hours, he passed away. Now, I'm obviously hoping and praying this doesn't happen to DeMar, but we, we don't know. And, and it would be irresponsible to assume that this is what's going to, that he's going to pull out of it. And that's why, as insensitive as it might sound to look ahead to the football aspect of this, because I'm sure by the time people listen to this podcast, there probably is going to be more news that comes out and people are going to start looking ahead to the, the practical side of things, I guess. And I believe as of right now, both Buffalo and Cincinnati have a chance to get the top overall seed in the AFC. Yeah, they do. And, and, and there's, and, and again, the problem, well, Rob, the problem with recording this, you know, while things are still happening, you know, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of, Buffalo reporters saying that the Bills are flying home. Mm-hmm. They're not staying in Cincinnati. So I, I, maybe the game, they just don't play it. I don't know. I, I don't know what happens. You just chalk but it up I, to a tie? I don't 
Yeah, maybe you do that. I, I just don't know how you can play without knowing this guy's status. Exactly. You know? Exactly. You just can't do that. And that could, you know what? That could take a day or two or three. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, look at it this way. I mean, again, the, we're, we're being full disclosure. We, we know what it sounds like to talk about football at a time like this. We are fully aware of it. But if you look ahead to week 18, Cincinnati is scheduled to play on Saturday. Oh. Okay. Um, that obviously can't happen. Whether they decide to play this game on Tuesday or Wednesday or wherever, they obviously can't do that. That game's got to be moved. If, if the game gets pushed off, because I'm assuming we're not going to have a resolution on uh, DeMar Hamlin's injury in the next 24 hours, I, I, I would be shocked if there's any kind of definitive answer as to what his health is you know, that quickly. So they, you know what, they play it on, on Wednesday and then they play the next games on Sunday or they push it off till Monday, but then they got to play in a wild card weekend the following week. And then let's say he does pull through and that all of our prayers are answered. You're going to have this. Unfortunately, you're going to have a group of fans from either fan base to pick whatever one that's, as we get deeper into the playoffs, there's going to say, well, our guys got the short end of the stick because they had to play three games in 12 days or something like that. And it's, yeah. it's, it's terrible to think about, but you know that's what's going to happen. Sadly, like that's just, that's yeah. unfortunate, the reality that we live in as it relates to sports and fandom, particularly in, in the NFL. Yeah. So for anybody tuning in, wondering where the take is on Donovan Mitchell's 71 points, and he did score 71 points against the Bulls, we'll just... We'll save that for another day or, you know, LeBron having a big game, Lakers win, you know, it just, it just doesn't seem really relevant right now. Trust me, I have a lot of takes in the chamber regarding NFL playoff scenarios, Packers, Chargers. I have some Jets things I want to play out, but none of that seems right. So we're just going to um, call it a pod and, uh, you know, hope DeMar Hamlin pulls through and. We've got good news to report on tomorrow's podcast. So that'll be it for today. Talk to you tomorrow. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.